This is The Street Life. I play The Street Life with Ray Russell. A program here to eliminate the stigma and address the issues that can affect your community. And now, The Street Life with Greg Russell. It's a new podcast, Street Life Podcast, and that we're here with your ride home at 7 o'clock. For some of you guys, it might be a little bit later, but for us, it's still 7 o'clock for your ride home. And with Street Life, guys, we always try to empower change, whether it's financially, medically, physically. We always try to empower change, and everybody plays a part. You know, today, um, I was really just thinking about what we got going on in street life, and we're still dealing with a pandemic that has crushed everybody and put their lives at halt. Um, and how we're dealing with it now is just really difficult, and we just have to find new ways to adapt. And it's not easy. And then one thing about it is that our finances take a hit as well. That has not been easy, guys. Um, some people are unemployed. Some people, it's hard to find work. And then some people just not working at all. And kids are at home. So they're eating up all the groceries. <laughs> they're, eating, <laughs> I'm talking about, they're eating all the food. And they're using up all the electricity. So you're spending more money now. And where's the extra income coming from? Who knows? But we really have to take hold of our finances and get... It under control, guys. All right? And yeah. Street Life, everybody plays a part. I got a good, good friend of ours today. Stephanie Goldman is here, guys, with the tools for success. All right? And she's going to help us out and understand what it is that we can do and what we need to do to get in a better financial position. Stephanie, thank you for joining me. How you doing? Of course, I'm doing great. All right. Good nice to see it. you. Nice to see you. And then, Miss Stephanie, you are all the way on the other side of town. You know, sunny, sunny, sunshine state, they say, in California. Yeah. Yes. So, Stephanie, how you been? I'm good. I'm good. I'm over here. with We get the sunshine, but we also get the high cost of living over here. So. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like it on this side of town myself. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, we got we to gotta know what to do with our money around here. Right. Um, because we're putting a lot of it in our mortgage and our our rents are high. The gas prices are high. Yeah. And we've got to pretty much budget everything else. That's I know that's good. right. And how, yeah. how have you been dealing with the pandemic? Well, I've been dealing with it okay. Uh, I've been doing okay. And I'll tell you, one of the tools that's really helped me is what we're doing right now, which is the virtual platform, you know, the virtual getting adjusted to the camera. Right. I'm not one that was used to being on the camera. I don't have a radio voice like you, but. Well, I'm not used to being on camera. I can speak behind the scenes. (laughs) Yeah. And so what I've adjusted to, what's helped is that we were pretty ready to be able to work together as a team. So teamwork and business works. Teamwork in the household works. Right. Um, and then getting on camera and getting the message across and really helping people out. Not, you know, we specialize in people who generally do not have access to a financial advisor. So we're here for everybody, whether or not you're just trying to figure it, you know, grandma, you know, trying to figure out how to live on Social Security or right. you're me who's got a couple kids heading into college, one coming out, one going in. Or, you know, you had that surprise where kids came home from college 
you know, and you weren't expecting that, you didn't even have an extra room for them, right? So right. all kinds of stuff going on there, right? Yeah, so. a whole lot, a whole lot. So Stephanie, um, you know, you've been dealing with finances for a while now. Um, tell everybody exactly what it is that you specialize in and what is your role? Well, my role is uh, fundamentally, like I said, is to help everybody. My role is to basically make what, let's say the first question from a financial advisor to you might be like, how much money do you have, right? right, right. Well, I don't think that's the right question. I think the question is, what is it that you're trying to do? What is what is important to your family? Things like you were just talking about, budgeting, right? Or other things like what really came to play lately is like having an emergency fund, right? Yeah, yeah. how and many of us really have, have those? <laughs> And you needed that. You needed more than just a small amount of emergency fund. You needed something just to be able to, uh, if you have a setback, lose a job or something like that. Believe it or not, one of the things that I specialize in is insurance. So, And we think insurance is like just for our car or right. for our phone. But actually, there's a way to insure your income. So if for some reason you, you know, did get COVID, you got some kind of critical illness going on and that goes on longer than three months, there's actually a way that you can insure that so that you do have income coming into the household. Wow, so that's, that's the first I've ever heard about that, insuring your money. I thought that's what the bank does. Yeah, no, the bank doesn't do that. The bank basically is where you put your money so that you, uh, you know, you just have money that's accessible, but it's not the best place for you to save the money. And they don't give you a lot of return for that anyway, for parking your money there. I know, right? What <laughs> I'm referring to, there are tools um, where you can uh, have, if, you know, COVID is a big thing on people's minds, obviously. Um, so if someone were to have a critical illness like that, that you could actually ensure so that you have income coming into your household oh, while that person is not at work. So that's come to play. Um, The other thing I do is college planning. So the kids um, that are making plans to go to college right now, they're filling out their financial aid applications, stuff like that. So the uh, and that's, you know, that's definitely, uh, you know, something that adults are dealing with. Young people are dealing with a lot of college debt. So really strategically financing how you actually strategize getting the most out of those financial aid, the federal financial aid packages, where to save your money so so that you don't have to contribute, you know, all your retirement income or something like that. Yeah. So that's another thing that's coming in. But really just basics like, you know, hey, um, you know, if um, the 401k, which is another thing that I don't know, um, not that, you know, for the people who have that, right. there's something that came out of the um, the care package, which said that you could access that 401k without penalty. Right. But you got to be very careful about that. How much, how true is that though? <laughs> well, it's true, but it's a trap, right? So the government wants you to access those funds and um, because if you do, they're going to, they're going to, you don't pay a penalty, but over three years, you're going to pay the, the taxes on that income that you drew. So you need to be very knowledgeable about that. That's a, there's a little trick um, because the government put out a lot of money. So they're going to want to find a way to collect those taxes. Right. Um, so, um, but the biggest area is really just getting down to the fundamentals of right. budgeting, uh, budgeting your money. 
And then really recognizing that we were talking about it um, earlier today. Right. Um, young people starting out, right? Yeah, I was just about to. I was just about to get into that. You know, we have a lot of young people who are entering the workforce right now, and really do not have the fundamentals, like you say, or even right. the knowledge on how to control or manage their finances. And you know, we spoke about life insurance as well. Right. Um, and I believe right now is more important. It's so important that our young people, our young adults, they have that knowledge so they can better take advantage of what they need to do, I should say. Right. And that's where so you come in. A young person, you know, young people don't always think about life insurance because they think life insurance is just when you die. And you're not thinking about that when you're 20, 25. You can't collect then. <laughs> that's the furthest thing from your mind. But what you need to realize is life insurance is actually a tool. It's one of the best places for you to put your money away as savings long term. So, for example, you're 25 years old. Uh, you're saying, you know, hey, I want to I want to put money away for my future. I want to buy a house one day. Maybe I want to buy a car that doesn't break down on me. Something like that. Right. Right. Or, right. Or Instead of waiting for your dad to buy it. Exactly. And so you can put. Think about a life insurance policy is you want to think about it as a savings plan, but God forbid something were to happen to you, your family's going to wind up with some pretty good, good, good chunk of change, right? Right. Yeah. And, um, but basically you want to think about it. You, you actually earn cash value underneath a life insurance policy. And the thing about that is they give you a pretty high interest. You can actually get up to 20% interest over the long haul. Really? On your money way underneath the life insurance policy. Okay, okay. And, uh, and furthermore, you know, when you do get interest on your money, even if you put it in a savings account, that interest that you're going to pay or you're savvy and you put it in the stock market and you do get some gains, you're going to pay taxes on that today. Oh, wow. Right? But if you put your money in a life insurance policy, that money comes out tax-free to you. So that's the other advantage to that. And a little bit, what you want to think about if you're a young person starting out, you think, well, you know, one day I'll put a big chunk of money or one day my my income, someone's going to pay me what I really deserve to get yeah, paid, yeah, right? Yeah, after a while. That's what I'm going to start saving, right? Yeah. But the reality is if you put a small amount of money away uh, over time in one of these life insurance vehicles, uh, you can accumulate quite a bit of money, especially if you're taking that money out tax-free, right? Right. So let's say you're 25 years old, 200. Let's say you start out. You can start out as little as like $100 a month, right? Okay. And then you're going to get this tax-free interest on that money. And by the time you're 20 years out, right, or something like that, you could accumulate $100,000, a couple hundred thousand dollars in uh, your banking, in saving by just putting a small amount of money over time rather than waiting for that big day when somehow, you know, a That's bunch like of money is going to show up, right? Right. So, so for everybody uh, else that's listening, um, you know, I wish I had started out early myself, even with a small job, you know, just starting out small, like you're saying, because yeah. we don't even think about that. And then, too, we don't have anybody else to educate us because like right. you said, you know, like we spoke before, the people before us didn't have the knowledge and we didn't get it until later on in life. And now we're trying to play catch up. 
So right. dealing with life insurance, explain to everybody what are some good life insurance, whole life, term life. Can you break that down for a lot of us that doesn't really know the difference? Okay, yeah. Well, there's a whole life is really kind of an old vehicle. So there are still whole life policies, but they've been upgraded to um, a policy that's a permanent policy that's uh, called a universal life or index universal life policy. What that does is it, let's say, um, let's say you're a young guy, the premium on a policy like that's going to be about, it's going to be very small. It's going to be, you can go at as little as $30 a month, right? And then let's say, what, but what it does is it allows you to put, let's say you're, you want to put $70 a month away, right? So now you're going to put $100 away and that life insurance policy is going to go with you for the rest of your life. But the amount of extra money that you put into that life insurance policy is savings to you that you can draw out cash as cash for yourself. So it's kind of like a vehicle life insurance. And if you died, you would have that Let's say it's $100,000 or something would go to your family or children. But if you're alive, right, then you can actually draw down on that life insurance policy as a retirement or savings. Or let's say you want to invest in real estate, something like that. You can use that for that. Um, a term policy is also another vehicle. Um, and that's uh, kind of like renting a life insurance policy, right? Okay. So it's going to expire at a certain period of time. There's definitely a time and place for that. Um, but that policy also, there's a lot of um, extras that come with that. So there's a particular uh, term policy that if you got sick, again, chronic illness, COVID, something like that, right. and you became chronically ill, they'll actually pay you out. They'll actually pay you a cash payment um, for having a critical illness. So do they tell you this information or is that something that you have to ask? Uh, no, this is something that, for example, if you sit down with someone like me, I do it for free. Um, and generally speaking, everybody loves free. Yeah, so it's free. I sit down with you. We find out because you don't want to just go, oh, I want this or I want that. What you really want to do is sit down because it's not a one size fits all. It's unique to you and how it applies to you. So if you have kids, it's going to apply to you differently. If you're a young person and your goal is to save money to buy a house one day, that's going to be a different plan. So I sit down and really ask one very important question, which is what matters to you? What What's on your horizon? What is it you're trying to achieve? And then we create a roadmap and many times life insurance really is a really great tool as a part of that. Budgeting is another part. Having an emergency fund is another, another part of that. Having uh, an insurance for your income, if something were to happen and you got it. one of the biggest things that people does happen, right? We all know we're going to die, right? Okay, yeah. So that's, that's, but what happens along the way from point, alive to death is the things that we really want to think about, um, which are things like if we became chronically ill, some, you know, we've got four months where we can't work, something like that. We have an income that stops as we've all seen, or more, even on the more positive side, we just want to do a big purchase later on in the future. It's a great way to save money. So, right. and then I think, um, a lot of us fall into that same same mindset because we we don't know like you said one one size doesn't fit everybody 
And I guess we get to a certain age or a certain time in our lives where we're just like, okay, I need this now. You right. know, regardless. And then we end up with something that we we don't need or it doesn't work for us. Right. And I think a lot of people just don't don't have it in them or think is that important. Now dealing with COVID uh and the pandemic, like I said, I believe it's very important right now. What are some of the pros and cons of having life insurance or not having life insurance right now? Oh, period. Uh, well, the pros and cons. Okay, here's here's what you need to understand. There's a lot of myths about life insurance, right? Yes. And there's a lot of myths about money. Oh, let's start there. There's a lot of <laughs> myths about money. Okay. And one of the myths is that people that, let's say a young person, they got a new house, they're driving nice cars, you know, many times, especially in the, in the uh, community where you know, people of color, people of color are, are designed, we're brought up differently. We think we're going to live forever. Right. You know, we're macho. We don't yeah. go to the doctor, right. you know, stuff like that. We got to earn it ourselves. You know, yeah. we got to do it the hard way and earn it. We got to be self-made people. Right. right. But the right. reality is people in the wealthier communities, life insurance is how they pass wealth on to their generations. Right. Uh. So you might think that that person got that money through their own, you know, muscle or through going to college, getting a good degree. But more than likely, that person inherited money from a life insurance policy. Wow. So that's one of the biggest myths out there Wow. Um, that you need to recognize if you want to make a generational change. Right. And we need so to. one of the great tools to making a shift generationally is to actually have a life insurance policy so that you can pass either the cash down or if when you pass away, you pass, you, you can pass down a, a pretty good chunk of change to your children, right? Right. So that's one of the money myths in itself. In this, in the, in there's wealthier communities, paying for life insurance policies is as, as common as paying your phone bill. Or your right? car, yeah, your car note. Yeah, exactly. And it costs a lot less than you think, right? It costs a lot less. And I guess that's the misconception too then. Yeah, absolutely. And so also misconception is that you should wait till you're 50 or 45, 50, above 50 to buy it. And the reality is you want to buy it when you're young and healthy because that's when it costs like pennies. Uh-huh. And, that, and the people who want life insurance the most are the ones that get sick and can't and it's more difficult to get it right, right so those right. are some of the things you want those are some of the myths right and i think people don't realize how you know the other myth the other thing you want to know is that the wealthy wealthy have this is where they're putting all their money so they don't have to pay taxes on their gains right yeah. so we don't want to fall into the trap of the program the programming right, right. of being on without life insurance, without a life insurance to pass down. We also don't, we want to be mindful of the program that goes on in the 401k where you're going to pay less on your taxes today, get your, your, maybe your employer's matching that, but that's also, there's a trap in there. We could talk more when we sit down, but the, the government is playing a game there also, which is that, you're not going to pay taxes today on that money, but when that money comes out in the future right. and you don't really know what the tax rate's going to be. Oh, right. Man. Oh, man. And they know where your money is. Right. right. 
and they know who has it. And that's oh. mostly middle America, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's when you're going to get the highest tax taxation when you're older and it's harder for you. Right. So life insurance gives you a place to put your money where you are not getting the government is not tracking the taxes on that on that money for you. Right. Right. And that's really where you want your money. That's that's where that's a tax loophole that you want to take advantage of. Well, I'm glad you're here to educate us because, you know, for a long time I was under the the impression also, you know, I was young, you know, life insurance. No, that I look at it as more money coming out of my pocket, you know, right. versus the benefits or the advantages that I could really have with having a policy when I was really starting to work for us, 20, 21, you know? So yep. now I'm more or less playing catch up now. Yeah. Because, okay. because we didn't make those decisions back when we were smaller or back when we right. were younger. You know, yep. um, speaking of that and dealing with everybody, you know, a lot of people has underlying conditions and everything. And it's hard for them to either get a life insurance policy because they have conditions right. or it's just hard, period. So how do you deal with that and what how can you help? OK, here's how I can help. There's difference in in agents themselves and people who do. Uh, life insurance, right? I'm a financial advisor, right? But more importantly, I'm what's called a fiduciary. And what that means is that I'm your, I'm my, I'm an advocate for you. I'm an advocate for my, for my clients, right? Right. I'm not an agent, let's say state farm or, or, or all state or something like that. Those are agents for those companies. So what they're there to do is protect the interest of that insurance company from somebody that might have a condition or something like that. And believe me, I know all the medical conditions that are out there. The American diet is not the healthiest diet, right? (laughs) Not at all. Right? Not at all. My job is to understand your health, your family, your budget, your unique desires, really your dreams and your goals, quite frankly, and your children and how all that fits in. And with your health, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna match you with the right over two, I have over 220 different A plus uh, providers and insurance companies and financial people that I work with, right? And I find the one that's best suited for you. So many times people avoid, just like you might go avoid going to the doctor, avoid the idea of getting life insurance because they're afraid because they have a certain condition. Right. It's not always true that you can't get, you can't get insurance. You just need to be with the right carrier. You need to be with the right agent who's walking you through that. I've had, you know, clients that take, uh, that are up there. They're playing catch up. They're in their sixties. You can get in, you can get a policy up to your about 75 years old. Really? Right. Yep. And so it might take a little longer, a little bit more effort on my part. Oh, is it more money? More, <laughs> but it can, it can, you can get, you can actually get all the way up to 80. Okay. Right. Um, so it doesn't mean it's too late. It doesn't mean you're too sick. Um, you just gotta, just gotta work with the right person and um, sit down with the right person and really see what the options are available to you. Right. And that's why it should be free. It should be accessible. Um, and that's what I do. So I sit down with people, put a roadmap, no cost to you. You will walk out of there with a roadmap that you feel good about. 
And if there's something that we're going to do together, we're going to do it. But you're going to walk away with that roadmap anyway. That That yeah. is awesome because we need that nowadays. And like yeah. I said before, um, a lot of people are more afraid because they have conditions and really just, I guess, biting a bullet more or less and just say, oh, you know what? No, don't worry about it. I'm just going to yeah. deal with it and then just move on with life. And later on, not only you suffer, but your family members suffer, right. everybody else behind you, because now they have to pick up the pieces and pay for whatever situation may occur. Yeah. Um, I think that's I mean, let's think about it like your car, right? If you drove your car without insurance, whether it was legal or not, right? Right. And now you've got a bang up or something like that. How far is that? Even that alone, how far is that going to set you back? Yeah, exactly. That's going to set you back. But if you know you put your... Your deductible, maybe it's a high deductible, $1,000. You at least know, like, okay, I could deal with, that's not pretty, right, either, right? right? I don't I don't find it easy that if I didn't budget for $1,000 coming out of my account. But, Ooh. hey, if I've got a $500 budget on that, it's not going to completely break you. But think about that for yourself if you were to be out of your income because of an illness or something that for two, three, four, five, six months, right? Right, right? Or in the case of COVID, there's lingering other lingering effects afterwards. So it's going to be much more difficult for that person to get insurance. So what I'm saying is well, this pandemic is going to hang around for a little while. So why not insure yourself for that? If you want to drop it after the pandemic is here and gone vaccines and everybody's back to some new normal, Some right? Some new normal, right? <laughs> Why not protect your family from, uh, you know, time, a, a big situation there? So, um, I think people will find that insurance costs a lot less than they think, and that you're more insurable than you think you are. Yeah, yeah, and you might as well get it while you can. Now we have yeah. a whole bunch of people coming out of college and entering the workforce. And um, I think that's a discussion that everybody needs to have with their kids and even themselves or their family members um, if yeah. they're not insured or even thinking about getting insured. So, Stephanie, for everybody else that's listening, um, everybody across the board, I want to thank you for tuning in. You can always log on to Google Podcasts, iTunes, and even your Spotify and everywhere else you get your podcast uh, talk show. But tell... Our audience, how can we reach you? Because after we get off of this, I'm going to make you my financial advisor so I <laughs> can get on the good. right track. I'm not, no, I have to do that. You know, I want to be accessible because the main thing that I really focus on is people having access to knowledge. So that I'm going to give you my personal cell phone. Yes. Um, just shoot me a text because I don't, Sometimes you get these wacky, you know, who knows where oh, the scam calls, calls and everything. From. Yeah, I'm still trying but to figure out how to get rid of them. If you put me a text to 818-203-3306, again, 818-203-3306, or you see my name there, you can look me up on LinkedIn and send me a direct message. Okay. I would be more than happy uh, to sit down and demystify the, the life insurance. That's a good uh, word. That's a good word. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I hope I brought you some value. It's been great. Oh, yeah. man. It was awesome. And you know, I'm glad you came and took out the time to really give us that knowledge because um, how I feel right now, everybody needs this. Yeah. Everybody needs this. Uh, whether agree. you're young or old, in street life, everybody plays a part. 
You know, we don't yeah, want. I'll leave you with this. I've never met anybody that regretted having a life insurance policy. Hey, two but, thumbs up. I like that. I like that. I've never met anybody that regretted it. I can tell you that. So okay. <laughs> I, I appreciate you. Um, yes. I appreciate you bringing me into your community. Um, what I do love about uh, Zoom and stuff is it's uh, brought communities across the country closer together. and Even families. Uh, yeah, <laughs> definitely. And family, absolutely. Right. So I appreciate it. Uh, and so we've had a good time here, I hope. Yes, definitely. And then you know what? We will have you back on the show again to even go more in depth about the life insurance and what we need to do and the steps to take to it. You know, for everybody out there listening, I want to thank you for your ride home. This is Street Life, new podcast every Wednesdays at 7 o'clock, guys. Keep on striving and keep on pushing. Till the next time, we'll do it again. Awesome. All right. Bye. Take care. Thank you for listening to The Street Life with Greg Russell. Here to embrace the ups and downs of life in various communities.